Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. One pound fish. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. One pound fish. One pound fish. Have a, have a look. One pound fish. Have a, have a look. One pound fish. Very, very good. One pound fish. Very, very cheap. One pound fish. Six, four, five pound, one pound each. Six, four, five pound, one pound each. Very, very good and very, very cheap. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, June 16th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, a top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. We got a banger of a drop podcast for you today. We'll discuss and share our favorite moments from the Nuggets Championship Parade. We've got to discuss Carl Anthony Towns and why he should never be allowed on a podcast again. <laughs> Man, that guy had a lot to say. He's awesome. We got some new commitments to Team USA. We just found out Michael Jordan is selling his share of the Charlotte Hornets. Breaking news here. We have rapid fire at the end. So a lot, but we're starting, guys, with some rumor. We call our Friday podcast The Drop, but it really should be slop, shouldn't it? Because it is slop season in the NBA. The Washington Wizards are reportedly having discussions with Bradley Beal and his representatives about a possible trade this summer, according to Woj, according to Shams, <laughs> according to everybody. This is happening. Uh, Beal's unique standing as the NBA's only current player to have a no-trade clause negotiated into his deal sort of gives him the ability here to control possible destinations. Uh, he's got a lot of money left on his contract, $200 million plus tasks, four years, and that no trade. We have a bunch of trades to dissect, um, but your uh, initial reaction to this Bradley Beal, I'm leaving Washington, <laughs> let's make a deal, uh, news from the other day. Finally feels like it's happening. Yeah. Last few years, a lot of rumors, but also... Bradley Beal has kind of had one foot out the door, even if he signed a couple of extensions there. We've talked about it before. We've heard quotes from him before. He really thought about other scenarios before he signed this huge deal with Washington. There wasn't a winner out there for him to go to. He told that to our friend Josiah Johnson and Gilbert Arenas on, <laughs> on his show. We, we, we made it a worst of the week way back when in December because he basically said, I like our team, but also... There was nowhere for me to go. <laughs> I mean, he basically said that. So I'll take that much. $250 yeah. million dollar yeah. contract. Yeah. And now it feels like it's happening. Yeah, it sure Especially does. with new management. That, that being the big thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, TK, you called this one, man. I mean, maybe not like the most uh, astonishing prediction of all time. I think a lot of people agreed with you that 
he's going to stay. He's going to take the giant paycheck, $250 million plus, And then soon after that, maybe a year is where we're at, uh, he will be, you know, asked to be traded or at least talk to management about let's make a deal and get me out of here. So you called this one, man. You've been on this uh, be will take the money and then he will move soon after that. As a fellow bag chaser. <laughs> I could easily read the tea leaves. Yeah. 50 games on this contract. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I, I wanted to go other places, uh, but Washington just had so much money. Um, very similar to Monty Williams with the Pistons. He didn't want it until they kept kicking up the money. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of impossible uh, to turn down at some point, but it feels, it feels sad to me uh, that Bradley Beal trade rumors, they're going to finally go away. Well. It's been like what, six or seven straight transaction cycles, like whether it be the trade deadline or the offseason where we're talking about if Bradley Beal is going to be traded. It feels like it now because we kind of got the test balloon when they hired the new GM saying, if he so chooses, we may rebuild. Now they're saying, we would work with Bradley Beal on a trade if we decide to rebuild. Just come out and say it. You're going to rebuild. So once he gets traded, uh, by most reporting, the no trade clause goes with him. Yep. Which then will make it harder again to trade Bradley Beal. So thank you for the content for the past four or five (laughs) seasons uh, to Bradley Beal. He's been more important as a trade chip than he has been on the court. Yeah, you brought up the new management here. Three weeks ago, Michael Winger uh, hired to replace former general manager Tommy Shepard. Very important uh, and why we're getting these uh, Beal will likely be moved this summer, uh, you know, headlines from the heavy hitters in the NBA. Because Winger was a former Clippers executive. He traded Blake Griffin in his first year on the job in L.A., just six months after the Clippers lured Blake Griffin back in free agency. Remember that? Do you think he told them that in the meeting? He's like, hey, <laughs> same thing happened with me in L.A. Yeah, and the new... Possibly, yeah. 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 And the new management group has OKC experience as well, where they tore it down. Right, It's right. very similar. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, it's happened way too late. You see the packages oh, yeah. that went for Rudy Gobert and others... They ain't going to get the same package. Here with the new CBA on the horizon, it discourages teams from picking up a monster contract like Bradley Beal's. 46 this coming year, 50 the following year, 53 the following year, and 57 the following year. Salary cap puts in some harsh rules for the big spenders. Mm -hmm. They're doing it too late. They're not going to get anywhere close to the packages that were being dropped 12 months ago even. Again, when Winger was with the Clippers and he traded Blake uh, two months into that season... He went to Detroit for Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, a 2018 first-round pick, and a 2019 second-round pick. That was Blake, and now we can move here to Bradley Beal. And, uh, yeah, trying to come up with a a trade for Bradley Beal is interesting because, first off, there's the no-trade clause. So you have to sort of find yourself a team that you think Bradley Beal would okay he has the massive, massive deal. So you got to find a bunch of money coming back in most cases, unless it's going into some of these teams with a ton of, ca- ton of cap space. And then you said it, Tass. It's going to be a difficult pill for a lot of these teams to swallow under the NBA's impending uh, CBA, the new CBA deal coming up here and how you're going to be penalized. Also, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, guys. It's like there are some people that believe the Wizards should almost have to attach draft equity <laughs> to get off Bradley Beal. And then there are other people who are like, no, 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 he's worth trading multiple first-round picks and maybe, you know, a young prospect for in return. Like, the spectrum is quite wide on this one. A part of that is him not playing over the last couple of years. And again, all the reasons we just went through with the no-trade clause and, and the fat contract and how good is he at 30 and can he 
get back to being like a 30 point per game score or, you know, like all this. Like, where do you fall on the, like, what type of deal could the Wizards expect back for Bradley Beal? Not what they could have gotten when he was, like, leading well, the league in scoring. No. Um, Tass was right. Sure. They completely blew it here to the point where, like, they almost have to do the trade now during the last summer when teams are able to aggregate salary. And that's probably part of why mm-hmm. this is actually happening now. Beal, I assume, will be better than he has been his last two years in Washington when he was just completely focused on getting the bag and getting out of there. Um, but is he going to be a 30-point-per-game scorer? I think that's probably unlikely as well because yeah. if you're trading for Bradley Beal, you probably don't want him to be a 30-point-per-game scorer right away, otherwise you're going to be the Wizards. Yeah. He should be like a 20-point-per-game guy, 24-point-per-game guy as a second option, and he'll probably be a lot more efficient when that's the case, but it's been a long time since we've seen the best of Bradley Beal. He was there for a long time. We've gone through a lot of phases with Bradley Beal being there for 11 freaking years. So the last couple years have been down years for him. He hasn't played a ton. 50 last year, 40 the year before that, 60 the year before that, when he was a 30-point per-game score, although that was a slightly shortened season. So I don't think that's that far off. He can get back to being somewhat of that guy. But it is going to be a team that wants him to be more of a – you know, number two option, I, I assume, in, yeah, mo- in yeah, most cases. Yeah. Unless we're going to get some sneaky teams in there that are, are going to be looking at it like teams that can just take in all that salary because they stink right now. Like a Rockets team, I think there's a chance. You know, I I, I think there's a chance if they don't get hardened to But why to say, would Beal ever want to go to Houston? This yeah. is the whole part. You know, this is the part where I get hung up on. You're right. He likes- I saw, I heard, um, I believe it was the Athletic NBA show. Our guy Schlecht and uh, Dave DeFore, they were going through some Beal trades like right away after the news broke. I heard them kicking around the idea of Tari Eason and a pick for Bradley Beal. <laughs> I was like, what? Come on. <laughs> like that, that's it? They could do it because obviously that contract could go into all the cap space they have. But <laughs> I think the Wizards are saying no on that one, probably. I, think, I would hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope. But... He's a great offensive rebounder, yeah. Tari Eason. Yeah, it's less about Eason and, and getting the best pick possible. Sure, w- w- sure. They want to... Tear this thing down, I assume. Right. So you think so, like some of these picks that we're going to talk about are going to be a, a middle of the round, middle of the first round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you going to be the Wizards again? I mean, they've been a nine, ten, eleven team in the Eastern Conference for a long time. So you go trade for you know some decent player, twenty point per game guy. You're just going to be the same team. This OKC type of thinking that the management is bringing in, I, I think they are going to want to turn it down. So the Rockets may have the best pick to offer. Apparently, Bradley Beal likes warm weather. That's all That's all I know. So okay. who okay, knows? Well, I know it is weird. It is weird. He's going to want to go to a championship team. The Rockets ain't that. Yeah, that's what uh, you would but this, this is going to be tough for them to find a deal they want. Okay, there are a couple teams that are uh, being you know heavily linked to a Beal deal, uh, again, from your Wojas and your Shams. It's Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks. You're hearing the Knicks. Suddenly the Kings uh, are maybe in the mix. But let's go through some potential uh, somewhat realistic Bradley Beal trades. I'm sure people will get upset with some of these, but that's half the fun. Let's start with the Miami Heat. Now there's two ways they could go about this, right? The Heat get Bradley Beal. Okay, he loves the warm weather, I just found out. So that's great. He's going to Miami, baby. Uh, But the Wizards could get back in this potential deal. We got the board here for everybody on YouTube, so it's a little easier to follow. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and then let's say maybe Jovic and or the number 18 pick. You know, something like that. An Andor. That both of them, you know, the pick and the player, or maybe just pick or whatever, maybe just the player. So there's that. Tyler Hero is the, the main piece of this. Or... 
and you go you go with Kyle Lowry instead and maybe this is something you're more excited in tasks because from the wizard side of things because you're like well uh, we don't want uh 20 plus point per game score we want to be really bad so let's get Lowry and maybe come to a buyout agreement who knows but anyway Lowry Duncan same sort of stuff maybe there's another future first round pick included in this one but let's get your takes uh on on a potential heat wizards Bradley Beal deal what do you think if I'm the Wizards, I'm hoping for a better pick than the number 18 pick. Okay. Somewhere out there. It just feels like with Tyler Hero and the team that they have, they're going to be in the same spot. They're going to be picking where they're going to be picking in the future again. Like this year, they have the eighth pick. They don't have their pick next year. So they're going to get an eighth pick, an 18th pick, Tyler Hero. This is their ticket to getting either a draft pick or uh, a good player. Bradley Beal is the guy that, if they're going to turn it down, I know Heroes is a decent player, uh, but he's also going to help you win a few games. He's that good. In the regular season, the guy can put points on the board. I wouldn't do this if I was the Wizards. I don't, I don't think it really solves either a great player coming back or uh, a really good draft pick. So I'm still looking. I'm still looking. I don't do this if I'm the Wizards. Trey? I completely disagree. I think this is the trade that's going to happen. Which one, the hero? Yeah, hero. I think hero is a good get here. Uh, I think he's a downgrade from Beal, but he's also a lot younger. His contract is much is the same length, but for a cheaper number there. Sure. Uh, and I also don't think hero moves the needle enough as a number one guy that the Wizards are suddenly worried about being where they are right now. And I don't know. I think he was a good starting point as a rebuild. Plus, you throw in the 18th pick. That's two solid assets, uh, and probably teams aren't really going to be trying to beat that. The number Beal, number eighteen pick is solid enough for Bradley Beal. I, I think I, I I'm a, I'm kind of out on Beal. I'll be quite honest, yeah. I, and I just think with the no trade clause and how big his contract is, and the fact that he's thirty, like I wouldn't want Kyle Lowry. I mean, eighteenth, you would like a better pick than eighteen, but the Heat aren't going to offer it because who's offering a great pick for Bradley Beal? Hopefully somebody. Well, we'll I, to I, some I, yeah, I, I think I think there's a possibility they get a better pick. This would seem like a te- uh, a move that the old Wizards regime would make, like some something that just ain't good enough, something that just doesn't doesn't do it. I know they're going to get a lot less than what they did or what other teams have gotten. Yeah, what'd you say it was for Blake Griffin? I said it was Bradley, Tobias Harris, Boban, and a first round pick, which wasn't all that. That's sexy. pretty much the the same. It's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. But, Here, you but, know, Blake got MVP votes. Yeah, here's the other part of this, too, which is wild. And when it happened at the time, we couldn't believe it. I remember us reacting to it. This no-trade clause, I have to keep coming back to it, because hypothetically here, Bradley Beal could tell the Wizards, I'm only going to Miami. Mm-hmm. So now they, they have no leverage whatsoever. They, I mean, they'd have to take almost whatever they want. I guess you could turn around and say, well, screw that. You're just playing for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's, of course, all they could do. I don't think they want to. I don't think the new front office wants to. That's why, you know, I think the list is going to be very small, my gut says, where Beal's like, I'll go there, I'll go there, maybe there. So go get a deal that hopefully, you know, helps you. But don't make the deal too good because I'm going there as well and I want to play with good players. So holy, like that no trade clause, I mean, 
it's perplexing. There's a reason there's only one of them I know. in the NBA. And why is it to Bradley Beal? Because you of said he was going to be there, man. He wants the win in Washington. Oh, Jesus. For 50 anyway. games of a season. Okay, okay. So you like uh, the, this Heat sort of uh, package here, a hero, Duncan, possibly a Jovic, a, a promising young good player, and then a pick and... Maybe even a... I think they have a future like 2029 or something that the Heat could oh, Well, I mean, if the Heat too. are willing to give that one up, sure, right. absolutely take it. But, I mean, the get here is Hero and the 18th pick. Like, that's fine. Like, that's a pretty decent return uh, for Beal considering he gets to call the shots on where he's going. Okay. Uh, let's move to the Milwaukee Bucks. Like I said, they are being linked here uh, to a, possibly, a possible Beal deal. If they are, it almost has to be either Middleton or it has to be Drew Holiday. Uh, to really make the the numbers work. So we'll go with the Chris Middleton. Let's say, you know, he's uh, sticking with his deal. He's opting in. It's what? He makes like $40 million, something like that. Uh, Bradley Beal goes to the Bucks. Middleton goes to the Wizards. Let, let's say Marjan Bochamp and or a future first-round pick, something like that, to uh, sweeten it a little bit. Though some people push back and say, why are they sweetening it at all? Middleton might be a better player than Bradley Beal. That's what some people think. But thoughts on a, a Bucks? Wizards potential deal I don't think this one happens okay. uh, I think from both sides really there would be some hesitancy you get a lot smaller with Bradley Beal whether you think he's a better player than Chris Middleton I mean, you're taking Chris Middleton off the floor you're getting you know a smaller you got a smaller team now uh, Middleton was just doing the rounds with uh, Adrian Griffin the new coach there in Milwaukee he was he was taking the meetings is he going to be healthy for the rest of his career I think that's a fair question um, if, if you know if the Bucks know something and, and want to move on I mean that's a, a different story but they seem to have a lot of faith in him so you know tomorrow if they go and uh, and field the team into a into a playoff series without Chris Middleton and put Bradley Beal in there are they better I, I, I mean probably not just because of the size I, I don't think it really helps them all that much if if Middleton is healthy, of course. So I, I would hesitate. And then, yeah, you're, if you're the Wizards again, you're just you're going to be a, another a middle of the road team again. So I don't think this really solves okay. anything. Yep. Trey, thoughts? I think the Bucks do this. I think this is a great spot for Beal. I think they can cover up all of his defensive shortcomings pretty easily. Drew Holiday takes the guards who are good. Giannis cleans up things in the back. Brooke Lopez, I assume they would bring back in this kind of scenario as well. But I'm with you. I don't think the Wizards do it. They would be getting older, and they would be getting the worst player. Mm-hmm. They would get off the contract, which I think is good and probably would be the big draw uh, for Washington in this trade. But I think they can do better than getting Chris Middleton. Hypothetically, though, if you're the Bucks, would you prefer to move Middleton than Drew Holiday, or would you <laughs> move Drew Holiday more than Middleton? Well, Middleton, Middleton just had surgery. I, I would be concerned about that if I was the Bucks. But, I, I, I mean, again... He was literally going with Jan Stetokounmpo, interviewing everybody. So it seems like he's part of the yeah. the future there. I, I I'm not sure if he's going to be a hundred percent again. Uh, it's a it's a weird a weird situation there. Uh, so yeah. I would trade Middleton before Drew Holiday yeah. quite easily. Drew Holiday is one of the best defensive players in the league, uh, and that's what the. Bucks have been built around. Um, so I think that's an easy call. Uh, with this hypothetical, uh, you got to take into the equation the trade kicker that also Bradley Beal has. Uh, if Beal doesn't opt into his trade kicker, a Middleton-Beal swap is pretty straightforward. But if he does, that extra $7 million on Milwaukee's buck, uh, on Milwaukee Bucks books, that's not easy to say, uh, next year could make things more complicated for them. So this is probably unlikely, but uh, he does have that trade kicker as well, which yes. is insane. <laughs> uh, let's talk Blazers. Okay, everybody keeps saying they're going to make a move here. They got to help Damian Lillard. Well, how about Bradley Beal? 
What about a hypothetical of Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, and then a pick? So as high as the number three pick that they have, or maybe even one of the lower ones, the number 23 pick, by way of the Knicks in this year's draft for Bradley Beal. And here's Dame getting another sort of like, you know, all NBA-ish guy to uh, try and take a stab at success in Portland. Trey, we'll start with you on this one. What do you think? I think that the Blazers would say no here. Yeah. uh, Because they're giving up too much to give up two starters and maybe two picks when everybody else is going to be offering like one rotation guy and one pick. That is just too much uh, for the Blazers. I could maybe be interested. If you get Chris Stapp's Porzingis into this deal somehow, Mm. you would have to add Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel, which why would the Wizards be doing that? But also it would be hilarious to me to combine the Blazers and the Wizards into one team that is just like constantly winning (laughs) 39 to 42 games, and then they all combine their powers to win 44 games. Mm. Mm. That's a good point you bring up about Porzingis. Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports says, any Wizards return for Beal won't take place in a vacuum. Washington might also have another trade ship to consider during any Beal talks in Porzingis. Uh, He's considering picking up his $36 million player option for next season. So there is this whole KP thing here. But uh, what about the Wizards, you think, would be more interested in a a Simons-Nurkic? One of those picks? I mean, you wanted a very good pick. You're not going to get much better than the number third pick if that was something they were offering. (laughs) Oh, Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think the Blazers do this though. I think they are giving up a lot, and yeah, then they just become sort of the Wizards' West, and it's like you're rolling out Lillard and CJ McCollum again to some degree, and you're just going to be like a much more expensive version. Team. Yeah, like four <laughs> Dame and CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. are you going to be good? I mean, four years from now, those two guys are going to be making 120 million combined. Just two guys. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's 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 <laughs> a lot. A lot I mean, the, the Blazers are sort of in that. Same scenario as the Wizards are. You know, they're, they've got a 30 year old guard who hasn't led them. He's been there with for one team, hasn't led them to a lot of playoff success. success. Yeah, they're they're in a very similar spot in a way. Right. That's what I love about this hypothetical. It's quite the zag from the Blazers where everybody's like, all right, probably time to move off Damian Lillard, fat contract, getting up there in age. Still a good player, of course, but like rebuild. And they're like, no, <laughs> no. Let's go get a guy that gets $57 million at the end of his contract in Bradley Beal. All right, well, let's move on to the Knicks. I got three options for the Knicks because they could have a good player in the deal uh, going to Washington, if that's what Washington wants, or they could do the poo-poo platter and more picks. So Bradley Beal going to New York for R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier because of the contract, and then picks here, 24 first-round pick, maybe a 24 second-round pick. Okay, you don't want to put R.J. Barrett to Washington. What about Julius Randle? Maybe the Knicks want to get off that contract. Uh, So Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, same sort of pick deal for Bradley Beal. Or, like I said, maybe the poo-poo platter. It's more just, just looking at picks. It would be Derrick Rose. It'd be Evan Fournier. It would have to be somebody else. I just threw Hartenstein in there. But it's it's some some other sort of lower-level contract. And then multiple first-round picks for Bradley Beal. Going to the New York Knicks. Uh, thoughts on any of those tasks? I think the best of all worlds is the R.J. Barrett plus a first-round pick. And the Wizards gave up their first-round pick and a deal, and it's ended up in the Knicks' coffers. Yeah, so right. next year's first-round pick is the Wizards' pick that they have. So get it back. Uh, I think that would be that would be the best pick that they could possibly get is their own stinky pick in 2024. Plus R.J. Barrett, a decent player. That's probably the best type of thing you're going to get as a, as a young young player plus a decent pick. So you'd rather have R.J. Barrett than Tyler Hero 
it's sounding like. If you're well, the no, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking of of the pick as well. Okay. The, okay. the pick in the Tyler Hero scenario was 18. This pick could be top five. Okay. Thoughts on any of the Knicks deals here, and which one you like more than others? Uh, Barrett's the best deal here, for sure. He's the youngest player. I mean, do you buy how good he was in the postseason, or do you buy how he's played during the rest of his career? I don't know, but the only reason that the Wizards would choose this is if they think R.J. Barrett is better than Tyler Hero. And I would personally choose the Hero deal, uh, just because I don't think the pick difference is going to be all that different. All right, moving on. Uh, one of the issues we've been talking about here is like, well, hold on, do the Wizards want like a good young player, <laughs> like, uh, like a Barrett or a Hero? And again, people disagree on this. Uh, yeah, of course you do. Some say no, no, really lean into being quite bad and focus more on getting a bunch of expiring deals or other deals you can move easily and acquire more picks and stuff like that. So what about this one? I heard this one on the Athletic NBA show from uh, from our guys there. The Mavericks <laughs> offering up Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans. He's back. He's coming home. <laughs> JaVale McGee. Uh, and then the number 10 pick. So really, this is just... You know, forget the players. I mean, this is uh, you know, getting close to expiring deals with some of these guys, and you got to get the money to even get Bradley Beal. But it's that number 10 pick. And then Beal going to Dallas uh, with their squad there. How do we feel about uh, <laughs> this one from either side, Dallas or Washington? <laughs> You're laughing. You're just yeah, chuckling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm having fun, though. Ew, this is fun. <laughs> so, oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's just not all that sexy. No, <laughs> no, no. The number ten pick is really what you're looking okay, at here. Okay, hold on. Dallas would Jr. do this in a heartbeat. Oh, of course, it's yeah, sexy yeah, yeah. from their side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're taking a player, an All NBA, All Star, for Hardaway Junior. Bertans McGee and a number ten pick. Number ten pick. Number Not 10. bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Be pretty happy on that side. Okay, but the Wizards <laughs> are probably saying we can do better than this. I unless, so. unless Bradley Beal goes, it gets real nice and hot in Dallas, <laughs> and I love that warm weather, and I'm only going there. Uh, thoughts? Um, I think the best thing that Washington would be getting in this trade is that they would guaranteed keep their 2024 pick. It's currently protected one through 12 and 24, one through 10 and 25, one through eight and 26. And if you trade for Bertons, McGee, and Tim Hardaway Jr., <laughs> you will have one of the 12 verse records in the NBA. So you got a nice lottery pick coming next season. So maybe that's the move. But I think this is a no for me, Doug. Okay. Okay. Also, when it comes to the Wizards picking, you know, anywhere between seven and ten, they don't have the greatest uh, track history with that. Uh, all right. Let's move on to a team that I am convinced could, like, sneak in here and try and get Bradley Beal. And that is the Golden State Warriors. So, could it be something like Jordan Poole, Kaminga as the young, promising prospect... Uh, let's say, DiVincenzo, you need an, a third contract here, so it would be some sort of player. And let's say a future first, or maybe you don't even want to include that. Maybe Kaminga and Poole is enough to you for Bradley Beal. So Poole, Kaminga, something else to make the money work, potential pick. And the Warriors come out of nowhere, Tass, and say, no, we'll take Beal. We'll pair him with all of our old guys. We're trying to win a chip right now. Let's go. What do you think? It's definitely promising from the wizard side, depending on how you feel about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole would have done himself a favor if he pulled a Tyler Hero and not played in the playoffs. Uh, it would have been like, <laughs> okay, Poole, Kaminga, all right, in a future first. Some promise there, you know, hoping that the, the first-round pick would be decent. I mean, they yeah. could include their own pick, uh, the Warriors, uh, this year. I think it's 19th. So it's similar. This is very actually similar to a Heat trade, really, in terms of like... 
uh, pool instead of hero, Kaminga better probably than any of those other pieces mm-hmm. that were coming back. I mean, I guess you could convince like Jovic, but Kaminga seems way ahead of him uh, in his Jovic. development. And then the and then the pick sort mm-hmm. of similar. Some promise here. So some promise. Okay, interesting. Trey. Uh, yeah, if you believe in pool or Kaminga, like I think this is not terrible for the Wizards, especially if you're able to get a pick from the Warriors in the far future. Steph Curry might be retired by then. We have no idea what Mike Dunleavy Jr. is going to be like as the general manager there. Things are changing, uh, and Steph Curry will not be able to play forever. So maybe like a 2027 Warriors pick. It ends up being a valuable one down the line. So I can see it happening from the Wizards' point of view if they like Poole or Kaminga, but I don't think the Warriors would do it because they'd be paying $130 million for Curry, Clay, and Brad Beal. That's too much money. For three guys to play guard. Yeah. Yeah. All over the And they would have 30. to bring back Draymond and figure out how they're going to do that. So yeah. I just think it's going to be too expensive for the Warriors from a dollars standpoint. All right. This one, uh, I'll admit, made some waves on Twitter when I just chucked it out there. It was like absolutely hypothetical. I wanted to get a feel from the Raptors fan base of how they thought about Bradley Beal going to Toronto. They need some shooting. Bradley Beal is an incredible scorer and shooter. OG and Fred Van Vliet in a sign-and-trade. And holy shit, I got my ass ratioed. <laughs> uh, a lot of people did not like this. Uh, a lot of Raptors fans, I'm assuming, were not a fan of this. By the way, I asked Seth Partnow and Danny LaRue, two cap experts, I said, can you package a player in a sign-and-trade? Because it would have to be, uh, you know, sign Van Vliet to a deal, and then can you package him with another player in a potential deal? Seth wrote back to me, God bless him, said, you can do that, though Van Vliet's salary might have some weird rules for how it operates in a trade depending on the amount he signs for. So it's like this like sort of gray area. Even Danny LaRue did not know. I stumped him. He's like, ah, I'm not really sure. So anyway, again, this is a hypothetical and everybody hated it. And I guess they hated it because they're like, this is too much for Bradley Beal. But you are noted Raptors fans. Uh, fan. Did you... Um, you didn't respond to my tweet. I'm not sure if you liked it at all. But uh, anyway, what do you think about this? Um, OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet, if you're looking at it from a Raptors fan's perspective, that's two of their babies. They'd say no chance <laughs> right. in hell. And I think if you're looking at it from a non-Raptors fan's perspective, they would say too much. Okay. Too much even. But if you're also, if you're saying goodbye to Fred Van Vliet. That's what I'm talking about here. Uh, then you start thinking. You start thinking. But Raptors fans will tell you, we wouldn't trade OG for Bradley Beal straight up. Yeah, Raptors fans don't. That's what they would do. I mean, they, don't, say. they don't have a gauge. They, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> They're taking their cues from Masai. He's like, I won't trade OG for anything. Yeah, I want three first-round yeah. picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raptors fans also don't remember what it's like having an offense first player. Yeah, uh-huh. interesting. Right. At the guard position? Yeah, it's like yeah. since DeRozan was there. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an offense first guy. Uh, but yeah, this is a no for the Raptors, I think. Yeah. Okay. A no for the Raptors. Yeah, it's just too much. Like, let's say... Like the Wizards say yes to this. Well, well, maybe not, because you're saying, why would they want to do this? Like, then the Wizards are sort of like half decent. They're starting to put together a decent team. They love that. <laughs> <Maybe> too- <laughs> they <laughs> they love do that, love man. that. Yeah, they do love flirting <laughs> with a play-in uh, and maybe a first-round exit, but... So maybe they also say no to this. Anyway, piss people off so we can move on. <laughs> uh, final one here, and I don't have a board for it because I just saw Ghostface Ziller write this in his newsletter. If Beal is open-minded enough, Ziller wrote, to approve a trade to a team on the upswing, um, could the Magic put together something pretty tasty for the Wizards? Like a better package than some of these other teams we're discussing. Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, and one of their lottery picks, right? They have two. 
by one by way yeah, of the Bulls, obviously. Don't they have right six now. and eleven or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that bad, but that's again has to have Bradley Beal. Hey, he loves Florida. We love the weather down mm-hmm. there. But he'd have to be like, okay, yeah, okay, put me with Franz and Paolo and Wendell Carter Jr. And okay, okay, okay. I mean, that's the the hiccup here, but. I don't think that's that bad of a deal either for the Wizards. Nah, maybe we will get into a bidding war after you, if you, you know, discuss all of these teams. If if uh, Lillard isn't on the board, the free agency class isn't going to be all that great. Maybe there will be a good offer out there for Bradley Beal because this is this is getting into the realm of a yeah. We're we're talking. I, I think you know the hero in the pick, Barrett in the pick. We'll we'll get into some. Some, yeah, this is a decent one. I think you can lump it in. Uh, any other thoughts on a Bradley Beal trade? Uh, any other teams? Any other deals? I heard the Kings. I heard the Kings pitched. Heard the Kings. Herder, Monk, yeah. whatever else it takes to make happen. That one is interesting to me. That's interesting. That's pr- pretty interesting. It definitely elevates the Kings, I think, and gives them a second creator, which they absolutely needed in the playoffs. Yeah, man. Bradley Beal, that contract... I think people completely have forgotten how good he is, too, because these last couple of years and we had the COVID season and all that. Um, but even I'll admit, like, we're, we're all saying he needs to be the second or third best player on the team. Okay, awesome. The problem then is you don't want your second or third best player to be paid $55 million. That's the, 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 the hang-up here. But I think Bradley Beal, wherever he goes, if it's Miami, if it's Milwaukee, if it's Sacramento, if it's one of these teams where he is the second or third guy, like he's going to remind people very quickly how awesome he is. Like that, that I feel confident about. Outside yeah. of him, like you know, breaking an ankle or something like that. Yeah, and and, and the money is a situation where the Knicks, I think, can make it work because their best player is Jalen Brunson. You know, not making the crazy forty million dollars like other people, twenty-seven mil. They can ingest Bradley Beal there. He helps their team. They've got picks. And if they trade Washington back their pick, that's something that Washington can control. They can't control other teams' picks, but they can control their own pick. We can get bad enough to make our 2024 pick decent. So I, I do like the the Kings as a possibility too. I mean, because they also are in a similar scenario where they're not paying a ton for a lot of guys. Uh, this is exciting. Miami's, a, yeah, a different scenario they're going to they're gonna be paying a lot. But anyway, it, that would obviously make them a championship. Team. Do you have a prediction at all um, of where Bradley Beal is going to land here in, in either the next couple weeks or next couple months? Miami for you, me. You think it mm-hmm. is Miami? Yeah, I'll go Knicks. Okay. He's not going to be happy, but I'll go Knicks. <laughs> he has to be happy. He has He's going to be happier than Washington. Yeah. yeah. What about the Nets? What about Ben Simmons? <laughs> He looks good. You see his body? <laughs> hey, he's jacked now. He's jacked. I can't wait to see him shooting. All right. You know what? Let's take a break. We will talk about Zach Levine, some rumors swirling uh, the Bulls shooting guard, but we'll take a quick break, come back, talk about that, and a whole bunch of other news. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. Great comment here in the stream team from Coyote Jester. We were talking about Beal maybe being linked to Sacramento. If he goes there, Bradley Beam. Perfect. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. Do them now. Uh, Some people wondering why we didn't talk about the Celtics or the Sixers as uh, potential Bradley Beal landing spots. I don't see it happening, which is why I just uh, decided to not... You know, do the old mock <laughs> trade, um, like a Jalen Brown for him, or this, you know, what's going on with Harden, and uh, I don't think they're trading Maxi for him. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think, I think the Sixers would want to keep Maxi regardless of what happens with Harden. But do you have any thoughts on that quickly before we pivot here? I don't think either happened. No, no, uh, concur. Okay, <laughs> let's talk Zach Levine because it is slop season. Uh, the Chicago Bulls have reportedly been quietly gauging. Rival team's interest. Does that mean whispering in the phone when they're talking to people? Uh, in a trade for Zach Levine. Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports reported it's been the Bulls reaching out to other teams, not the other way around, which is noteworthy because it potentially increases the likelihood, I guess, of Zach Levine being moved this summer. He's headed into the second season of a five-year $215 million contract. So not as much as Bradley Beal. And he doesn't have a no-trade clause. And he plays for your team, the Chicago Bulls. TK, do you have thoughts on this report from Fisher and and the possibility of uh, Zach Levine being moved. Uh, it'll be weird if Zach Levine's not a bull, but they absolutely got to explore the market right now. He is younger than Bradley Beal. He's healthier than Bradley Beal, and he's put up better numbers than Bradley Beal for like three straight seasons. He had a great end of the year this year, his second half of the season, basically 50-40-90 at 27 per game. Like Levine is almost on par with Beal. Like, they're not really that different players, but he's got no no no-trade clause. He's two years younger, and his contract is a little bit cheaper, so the Bulls absolutely should be looking around right now because they should be able to get a better haul than the Wizards are getting for Bradley Beal. Does that mean they pull the trigger? I don't know. The Bulls are much like the Wizards in that they took a chance with being bad for three years. It didn't work out. They drafted number seven a million times, (laughs) and they said, we got to get back to that play-in tournament. Um, So I don't know. It seems more pressing to me uh, to trade DeRozan going into the last year of his deal. You got Vooch coming up for an extension. He's also a guy that could have been moved if they wanted to do a sign-in trade. If you're going to build around a guy in the Bulls, if you think there's something to build there, it would be Levine because of his contract status and his age. The other guys seem more tradable. So if they're thinking about this, it could be rebuild time in Chicago. Yeah, I would imagine they trade DeRozan first uh, just because of the age. Is there something to build around? I don't think it really matters. You just keep Levine um, and, and trade those other parts first and hope things work out. But this is yeah, a similar scenario where there's a middling situation and they ain't going to get better you know, internally without their own picks. It's a struggle. Yeah, Zach Levine's name is uh, starting to be included uh, every summer here on one of these uh, short lists of guys always potentially being moved and looked at. I'm talking, you know, John Collins and Bradley Beal, obviously, the last couple of years. Uh, and now it feels like Zach Levine. So we'll see what the Bulls do. Or, or are they just doing, like, this whole thing, like you said, Trey, like, 
oh, damn, Bradley Beal's on the market. Huh. <laughs> we should see what's up. Yeah, we should really be calling all these other teams and saying, well, we've got maybe a younger, um, you know, a cheaper uh, Bradley Beal if you're interested. Let, let's talk here because we could uh, be enticed to move off it. But we'll see. Uh, some other news. Let's get away from trade season for a second. Uh, the Nuggets celebrated their championship yesterday, had the parade, great weather, good turnout. Uh, some great clips. If you didn't watch it live uh, on the NBA YouTube account, you can catch all the speeches. With the F-bomb still in? I couldn't believe it. Was somebody <laughs> sleeping at uh, NBA headquarters? <laughs> all the F-bombs were there. And uh, then there's like a highlight package too, some of the moments. Do you have a favorite moment uh, that you either saw live or later from the Nuggets Championship Parade? Well, my favorite thing is swearing is back. Swearing is normal. I guess it was never here. Um, but it's more normal now this is like everything is awesome anyways the best moment was Jokic clearly uh the best player who people were I don't know concerned was the word oh he doesn't want to be here he doesn't like to party and he grabbed the mic he said you know I told that I don't want to stay for parade but I fucking want to stay for parade this is the best day of my fucking life and the crowd went crazy so you know you gotta start with Jokic but so many damn good moments uh yeah you couldn't even you couldn't even hear that last part where he said this is the best day of my fucking life because everyone was going nuts uh but yeah you really had to you really had to peer in and do some transcribing but come on man best player Got super pumped. It was a people, good moment. People were thinking. It was awesome. You actually showed emotion and like happiness yeah. to be playing basketball, which I thought that was great to see. Uh, it, just joy on his face. I thought that was awesome. Um, I also like Michael Malone celebrating like he's 20 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> guy's like showing his, his <laughs> necklace. He's talking crazy on the mic. He's literally wearing a shirt that says, put this in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, I know. <laughs> This is a grown man. Yeah, yeah. This is a, he's probably a grandpa at this point. Imagine your grandpa partying like that <laughs> on TV. You're crazy, grandpa. They say he is like this, though. Like, oh, it's not, he was not, yeah. he's not putting on an act or anything like this. But, no. uh, yeah, they had the chain, the hat, the sunglasses. He was toasty. Oh, my God. Like, this guy. He, like, kept taking the mic back. I don't know how much you saw. Like, they were trying to, like, move on to other players. He would, like, jump back on. He wanted to thank the crowd again, thank another player. Uh, he was having the time of his life, and yeah, he was he was a highlight for sure. Drunk oh, Michael yeah. Malone. Yeah, I mean, was he drunk? I don't even know yes. if it matters. He's he's yeah. just like that he all was. the time. He was though. absolutely. Drunk. I don't know. He, yeah, I guess I you guess. don't see that from a coach though. <laughs> Coaches no. are usually no. pretty like you might get like one joke. Remember like Popovich counting his fingers, and that was like a dorky old guy celebrating. Yeah. Mike Malone. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. The whole yeah. parade was like really like. It like authentic or like it was it seemed like just a blast and it wasn't even when they're all up on stage at the end like we've seen other teams do like everybody has a seat now we call you up now we call you up and this was like they're all just straight partying right uh, mm-hmm. and then sort of like sort of getting on the mic and there's sort of like was a bit of a, a thing to follow but not really I sort of it was refreshing just mm. how much of a party it felt like. Yeah, it definitely had some Popovich vibes. Not only does he count his rings, but you know, you know, there's that one clip where he just shakes his belly that one time where he's just, <laughs> you know, going crazy. Uh, that that felt like Malone. Malone's always been sort of the verbal leader of this team. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't feel like all that weird for him to be, <laughs> uh, you know, grabbing the mic and saying, no, let's no. do this shit again. And, uh, oh, I mean, man, it, did he like double, triple, quadruple down yeah. on, we're winning another one yeah. next year. Yeah. 
I mean, even uh, did I think he may have threw out the dynasty word at one point, even. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's a little early. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I, that, that's why. That's when you know he's a little <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, but he's holding a shirt that said "Bitch, I'm a Nugget." That somebody handed to him. Uh, he was raging. He was raging with oh, fans. He was raging. He also. He also. You know, we we joke that we all call him have to call him Michael Malone. Don't call me Mike. He grabbed the mic and said, hey, everybody, this is Mikey Malone. Oh, Mikey. I love it. <laughs> now he's Mikey. He's Mike. Oh, him on the mic, he is forever just Mike Malone. He's Mikey. Yeah, yeah. M-I-C, Mike Malone. Uh, KCP doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Was great. He was Very having good. a great time, too. Yeah. I loved all the guys, like, being so happy for him, having two titles now. I love the the um, adulation that they were showing to like DeAndre Jordan, Ish Smith, Jeff Green especially. I thought Oldies. he had a really cool yeah. moment when he talked. He was repping the Supersonics. He had the Sonics hat on mm. backwards, Jeff Green. That was a nice little touch. Uh, looked, looked like a great day and looked like a cool turnout. That one shot, oh, I was yeah. like, what? Yep. Holy crap. I didn't know what the population of Denver was. was <laughs> they were like, all there, man. It felt like they were all there. A couple uh, more things I loved. Uh, Christian Brown was a highlight. Uh, the guy knows how to celebrate a championship. Did it in college last year. Doing it now. My favorite part was when he just sprinted down the hill. <laughs> high-fiving everybody yeah. in the stands. That was funny. Also, um, a reporter asked Aaron Gordon, uh, has it hit you yet? Winning a championship? He said, you know what's hitting? Are these Modellos? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Great line. <laughs> uh, yeah, an estimated when I was there for games one and games two, the chatter about the parade had already started. How many people are going to be there? So it was an estimated 750k out there, okay. which was a great turnout because they talked about the Avalanche winning the title last year and <laughs> how it's more a bit more of a a hockey town in general because they win over and over and over again. That the Avs have won, but it is definitely a basketball town. So that 750k is great. It's a Broncos town for sure, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a big number. I think that surpassed what the the Avs did. So I'm sure that every, people are pumped about that. <laughs> and Who do you think gets their title, their next title next? The Avs or the Nuggets? <laughs> Nuggets. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Avs won it last year. They, they were supposed to be great this year. What yeah. happened? <laughs> it's hard to win a championship, even if you got McKinnon and McCarr. <laughs> uh, they were on the uh, fire trucks, too. No horses, unfortunately. No horses. Not a horse to be disappointed. seen. Disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing. <laughs> but, uh, otherwise, they looked like they had a blast. So congrats to all the Nuggets fans. Hopefully some of you uh, may be joining us live here or watching later, listening later, made it out to the parade. Uh, in other news... We have two more names for the Americans. Woj reported this week that Jazz center Walker Kessler and Nets forward Cam Johnson have committed to play for Team USA in the FIBA World Cup. That's going to be held, just to remind everyone, late August uh, through September there in the Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia. Um, so, yeah, Walker Kessler, Cam Johnson. We're up to 10 names now. Uh, TK? Thoughts on your American team here and these additions? Well, you know, looking at these additions, all I can see is a gold medal. <laughs> Uh, but actually, when I look at the roster, I think that Team USA isn't going to have the best player on the court for a lot of the games they play. I mean, it'll depend matchups and everything, yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of MVP candidates out there, and none of them play for the United States of America. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. They're definitely building this out as a team. That's why you invite Walker Kessler, a rookie who's out there just to play defense. That's why you invite Cam Johnson, yep. a young player. Kind of. I mean, he's like 27 years old, so he's later in his career, but he's been in the NBA for a short amount of time, and he's just there to shoot threes. Uh, so they're in the specialist mode. It'll be interesting to see who these last two spots go to. I think maybe they need, like, one more big. Maybe Nick Claxton gets the call. I don't know. You're not looking at the highest names players, and that's the other thing that sticks out is the lack of 
MVP candidates on this team. They were both drafted in 2019, who should be the captains of this team, and they're both having a lot of drama off the court. Yeah, it's a good point. So let's go through the team so far. The guards for Team USA, uh, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, and Austin Reeves, and his new shoes. Uh, the forwards are Brandon Ingram, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Bobby Portis. And then your bigs, your centers, are Jaron Jackson Jr. and now Walker Kessler. Kill him with the depth. That's it's a true. good team. It's a solid team. But Trey makes a great point. In a lot of these potential matchups, they will not have the number one superstar out there. And will that matter at all? Or will the depth be enough to win them uh, a gold here? Yeah, sometimes in these tournaments, you don't need the best player. You can pull it off with depth. Um, well, usually you can pull it do. off with some chemistry, too, which is always Team USA is playing behind the eight ball against some of these international squads because sure. of that, right? Sure. It's thrown together in a summer and say, okay, figure it out in six weeks. But these are chemistry guys. And no, yeah, no, Cam no. Johnson. It's a good team. And they have two spots left. Will one of those spots go to, like, an elite player? Like, is a Tatum playing in this or, you know, a Durant? I, I assume mm-hmm. not at this point. Probably not. Yeah. Not Durant. Like a Dame? I don't think so. Yeah. So... Especially with the Olympics next year. That would be their preference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the top dog on Team USA here? Edwards? It's Edwards or Ingram, maybe? Uh, Ingram, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I just assume Brunson will be handling the ball a lot. Sort of think Edwards. Edwards seems like the takeover guy, at least. Yeah, yeah. All right. This guy, uh, I was going to say he could play for Team USA, but I don't think he could. Is he... uh... Has he cut, did he ever play internationally? I'm talking about Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, he played Dominican for Dominican, Dominican Republic. That's right. That's right. Calipari coach. So that right. means he te- he can't, right? At all? I guess. I guess no. He can. He can convert. Okay. He can move over. He should never be able to play for the Dominican again if he played for the U.S. Ah, uh, yeah. that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Wolf Center Carl Anthony Towns caused uh, quite a stir on Twitter after he paid a visit to Patrick Beverly's podcast this week. You see, Cat believes that people will say he changed the game after his retirement. I'm going to quote Cat here. I feel like when my time's up and I retire and I put the shoes up, I feel like there's going to be people who are going to say that I changed the game. And I'm going to be very appreciative of that. I love that part. <laughs> End quote. I can't wait for people to say nice things about me. So, look, he says this part that he is going to be talked about as a guy who changed the game. I, I assume as a as a big that could shoot the three ball. I think that's where he's getting at here. He also said that the Wolves' play-in victory was um, maybe more important than the Nuggets' championship. (laughs) He also said that he could score 40 points regularly if he was given the freedom as sort of a a primary playmaker. He had a lot to say on the He was pretty comfortable talking to Patrick. He was, he was. Um, So do you have thoughts on any of this? (laughs) (laughs) Sir, of course. course. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think he's right from one standpoint. Carl Anthony Towns is the first guy I I ever heard mentioning watching animal fight videos before a game to get excited. Right. So he changed the game from that standpoint. He changed Mm -hmm. the YouTube algorithm? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You never heard somebody say, I watch animals fighting to get excited to play basketball. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, But honestly... Uh, nobody's going to look back and say Carl Anthony Towns changed the game, but they will say that he was part of a generation that changed the game. And when you go look at his career numbers, 23 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 40% from three, you're going to look back at NBA history and not see a whole bunch of players that have those kind of numbers, at least before Towns got to the league. But then we will be old men at that point, <laughs> as will Carl. Uh, and we'll be saying, yeah, the numbers were great. But he wasn't like that on the court. Right, So you're just going to have to get the context because at the end of his career, he's going to have incredible numbers. 
Yeah, that's a fair point. This this we're eight years into his career. Wow. And uh, you know, like after the first season, the second season, I think GMs voted him as the guy that you'd want to build around in the in the annual GM survey. So now, would they even think about (laughs) even (laughs) even contemplate doing that? Obviously not. So his stock has fallen greatly, and so he's. You know he's chilling in that chair. He, he 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 can say what he wants. He put up great numbers, but he hasn't won, and so I think he's just a little out of touch with, you know, what people actually think. Right. Self uh, self awareness lacking. Yeah, here. but yeah. you know he played he's played well. I mean, going back to those days, we had him sitting beside us at at summer league. He was a great spokesman, great on the mic. We oh, thought, oh, this guy, this guy has the persona, the. F- Ability to be literally the face of the NBA at that time, just just the way he handled interviews and all that. Um, but I think he got a little caught up in that side and not in the the you know being more like one of those animals that he watches, like being a dog, you know, being a wolf <laughs> or whatever he watches, and 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 taking it out on the basketball court. His name I mean, is Cat, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a single ounce of dog in this guy, uh, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> or at least he has not brought it out yet. Uh, yeah, he just... He doesn't want to play off series. And also, like, this is not the first <laughs> NBA player who, again, lacks self-awareness and then just talks way too much. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, we could, like, sit here and really go to town on him. Go to towns on him. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's sort of what the point... What's the point? <laughs> it's like, it's we just laugh at it and, like, okay. I'm sorry, man. You will not be considered someone that changed the game until you do go on to do a lot more in the postseason or are you okay you just cramp I, I, up I, I, nearly nearly i thought so but it ain't happening <laughs> this guy he not, plays no, basketball no, no. on friday mornings no, and he not comes in here today and not today <laughs> okay okay uh, anyway whatever we just leave it at that here's um here's a a quick uh thing i thought of that doesn't maybe make sense carl anthony towns is the big man version of paul george Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I, I almost think I almost I, I you know hate Paul George. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say like that's like a, a dig at. Paul. He's done more. Paul George's yeah. done way more. Yeah, I agree. I, with he that. lost to LeBron, but Carl Anthony Towns is even. That's a good. That's a great point. Paul George has won a lot more than yeah. than Carl Anthony. I see what you're saying. They both have a podcast. But, um, Personality. You mean. <laughs> no, this is not Carl's podcast. This oh, is not the, the Towns cast. That's this is true. This is the podcast. Uh, but I'm saying more like you put yourself on that level. Like, Paul George put himself on the level of LeBron James yeah. before he was yeah. anywhere even close to it. Just like Carl Anthony Towns is saying he's a game changer. I can agree not. with that. Yeah. I can agree with that. Some guys just talk. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. You, the, the podcast game is a... That's where people are, are talking. These are NBA athletes. You know this. Like, they all think this way. That's the thing. You, you don't make of the course. NBA unless you think this way, that I'm the best or I'm the best of my position. I'm the best ever, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, then there are the guys that take it a little too far and get a, a little too loose with the lips and start saying it out loud. And you're like, oh, really? I mean, you're not on that prove level it. yet. Yeah, yeah. exact. Prove it. And so I see the similarities of what you're saying there. But yeah, um, at least Paul George has had more success than, I mean, Cat, Cat wishes he had Paul George's career at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah, and he took on Pat's personality, I guess, on his podcast. Oh my too. god! I mean, yes. yeah, <laughs> Pat Bev was like, yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's uh, equal hey. in these comments here, right? Especially the part about they were like they're like talking about their play-in victory, like, I, and they were like just oddly comparing that it. Was, uh, out of context. There's no way they could be. Well, they're, they're, no, <laughs> I, listened, I went back and listened to the part, and it was like they were what they were proud of. It sounded like was how quickly they did it. 
And like in comparison to the Nuggets having years to do it to like make their way up to a championship, but they were like, "Yeah, we just came in and we were like suddenly a play-in victory." That's when Cat. That's when Cat has to stop the conversation and say, "Dude, I haven't won a playoff series." He would never say that, but what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? That's, uh, strange. that's strange. That's strange. That is strange. But yeah, Pat. You know, he said uh, when he was asked. You're going to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> They're going to play with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did say that. Uh, so what's okay. up? You know, what's up? Uh, we should co-host the podcast together. It'd probably be hilarious. <laughs> These <Yeah>. two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, final piece of news here. Like I said, it was breaking right before we went live. Uh, according to uh, Woj, Michael Jordan finalizing a sale of the Charlotte Hornets to a group led by Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall, ending MJ's 13-year run as a majority owner. We had heard, you know, rumors of this, that it was going to happen, and I guess it is. Finalizing that deal, MJ no longer majority leader or uh, owner of the Charlotte Hornets, in theory. Yeah, I guess the interesting part to me was that it's reported that Jordan will still keep his minority stake yeah. and be involved in the franchise. So one of the questions for me was, like, we're going to lose Michael Jordan sitting courtside at games? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but doesn't do it a whole lot either. Doesn't do it a whole lot. No. When he shows up, it kind of feels like he's just shaming the players out there. It's like <laughs> one player is going to guarantee disappoint him, and he's like, we're going to get a reaction on the sideline. Uh, so hopefully that continues. Schnall and Plotkin, a great <laughs> lawyer's firm, uh, but now they're going to own a team. So it is kind of sad uh, that Michael Jordan will not be a majority owner. And had zero success. That part, too. We found his weakness, the one thing Michael Jordan wasn't good at. Operating an NBA franchise, at least so far. I don't know. Maybe he'll get involved in Vegas come down the line. Was the only black majority owner, I do believe, in in the NBA. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, that he won't won't be doing it anymore. I think he'd stick it out. Like he would just keep going until he wants. I don't want to go to these games anymore either. (laughs) Uh, There is talk I saw of uh, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller heading to Charlotte. I think early next week to meet with what I assumed was going to be MJ and like the, the front office there and have like more interviews as Charlotte tries to determine whether they're going to take one of those guys with the number two pick, either Scoot or Brandon Miller. So I, I don't know if that changes anything with this finalizing of the deal. Probably not. If you're saying he's going to buy a minority order, he's going to have a say, I still think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, maybe they're just bringing him back to be like, Hey, I'm selling a big chunk of the team. Meet Gabe. <laughs> gotta meet my guy Gabe Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall are fun <laughs> names to say though. what's Gabe Plotkin around there <laughs> it's early man we just found out about him we did get a huge piece of news here though Skeets what we got we, we got, got it we got, we got the, the news. news we got the news everybody's been asking for alright this one comes from Sham Sharanya holy moly the NBA is suspending Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant for 25 games sources tell the athletic well we called that we were right 25. there ballpark 20 to 30 just enough games that he would be suspended, that he could not have any chance of winning any like uh, of the big awards because you're missing too many games, and uh, that sounded what we thought. Okay, there is a also a memo that came out, and Tim McMahon pulled the the most important quote uh, prior to his return to play. John Morant will be required to formulate and fulfill a program with the league that directly addresses the circumstances that led him to repeat this destructive behavior. Okay. Okay, interesting. 25 games for John Morant. These uh, you know, things he's got to go through. Yeah. Was there any um, word from Silver on what else they learned? Remember he was sort of like dangling that carrot when he said, I'm not going to tell you how many games we're going to suspend him because we want to focus on the finals. 
I see Trey. I see Trey perusing. Yeah, the, okay. the, uh, yeah. There's a lot of words in there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Trey's Trey's good at, at finding. So your finding immediate text. reaction to 25 games. I'm for glad John it's Rand? significant. I'm glad it's a significant number. And that's again what you thought. That was ballpark what you yeah, thought. Yeah, I'd hope so. At the at the very least, at the minimum. Yeah, you. I, I guess I you thought. were saying a bit more even. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very, very serious issue, and John Morant did not take it seriously in the end. Uh, all right, well, let's hear everybody's thoughts on that, that breaking so, news. Tiny, tiny other p- p- bit of breaking news. To go along with the new Hornets ownership group, Jay Cole will also be part of the new Hornets oh, ownership group. Okay, okay. Getting okay. in there. Okay. That guy loves basketball. Okay. He sure does. He does, yeah. Yeah. And he might be playing for the Hornets. He might <laughs> just sign himself. Summer uh, summer league, preseason. <laughs> yeah, right. Little masterpiece situation. He played with the Hornets a lot. Didn't Caleb Barton like literally say that uh, Jay Cole helped get him a job? I told you heat? guys that on the podcast, and you guys looked at me like, what? Where the hell That's did you crazy, see that? Man. And yeah, it was true. So that you think they're bringing him in as like a, an evaluator? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're beefing up the front office, bringing in Jay Cole? Yeah, that's cool. the thing. Set up the interview with Scoot and Brandon Miller. Have them sit down and talk to Jay Cole. Let him watch them <laughs> up see close and personal. Yeah, see what he thinks. Uh, the the Jay was... Cool factor it hasn't, hasn't really been around Charlotte for a while, even with MJ there. That's what he's there for, right? Um, well, let's hear from people. Uh, maybe we can even get a poll going during the commercial break. Um, 25 games for John Morant, you know, too, too, too many, too little, just right. Because uh, I see people in the stream team thinking it was going to be a lot more than uh, 25 in the end. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, some rapid fire fun. Don't go anywhere. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets, the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney, it's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, we've got the YouTube poll up for everybody joining us live right now on YouTube here on No Dunks. Uh, Jaw suspended 25 games, too many, too few, just right. Uh, Majority saying, too few. This guy's getting off light. A lot of people saying comments in the stream team basically like, you know, 
Josh pretty lucky Adam Silver is the commissioner. If this was Stern, <laughs> he'd be gone half the year, if not longer. Maybe some truth to that. But about 62% say 25 games, too few. 32% say just right. And uh, not a lot of people, surprisingly, saying too many. Because most people think it should have been more. Or they got it about right. So there you go. Uh, should we wrap up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun? Yeah, let's do it. Tass, you got the cues. Mm-hmm. One of the best moments from the Nuggets post-game championship celebration was the Jokic brothers tossing head coach Mikey Malone high into the air. It was hilarious. Please describe a moment you were thrown in the air. I really <laughs> hope you were thrown in the air once. Skeets. Uh, I threw myself in the air. Oh, no. Does oh, you count? did? Sure. Well, yeah. Sure, I mean, sure. I've told the story that I was at a high school party once that had a trampoline in the backyard and uh, I was trying to show off, and I busted my nose wide open, and blood went everywhere on the trampoline because I was trying to do flips, and then I hit the uh, metal bar, and yeah, that was bad. But that same night, I just remember in my head, obviously too many drinks and all that, we were bouncing, we were trying to see who could bounce the furthest off the trampoline, just onto the grass. (laughs) So we were just straight up launching ourselves what felt like 20 feet off this thing and somehow weren't getting injured from that. It was when I was doing the flips and busted open my nose. But um, that's when I was definitely high in the air. Because, uh, you know, you get a couple guys doing the old uh, crack the egg thing on oh, trampoline. Me, as small as I am, you get me flying. And I just remember once, I just went soaring off the trampoline and somehow like tuck and roll, it was okay. But I wish there was video footage of that because I was... I don't know. In my head, I was like 20, 30 feet up in the air. Oh, that split second when you know you're too high. Like, oh, you're too high you're launch. Too like, oh, 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 it's taking a long time to get down. <laughs> so that's my story that I've sort of shared before, yeah. All right, Trey. Yeah, I went with more of a general thing, you know, tubing behind a boat. When you're high, yeah. holding onto the thing, hitting the big wave. Sometimes you'll hit a huge one. You're going airborne sideways. Your body smashes into the water. You're like, this is liquid. It's not going to hurt. Oh, it still hurts. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, drop the rope, buddy. Drop the rope or you're getting dragged. But uh, hard to think of times you were thrown in the air. Yeah. This was a tough Unless question. you celebrated a championship. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going uh, tubing. It's all tubing. right. <laughs> That's why I, yep. I, I like the uniqueness of your answers. Right. Let's see what we got with JD. Yeah, I've, I've been thrown in the air. We, we used to... Uh, you know, uh, laying around a pool, we used to go to the, like the Sheridan. You know how you could get a room for the day, kind of thing, and just a bunch of dudes, just dude guys being dudes at a pool. Sure. Few few pops in the sun, fall asleep at your peril. That's happened to me. Uh... And then they pick, you know, they pick me up w- with the lounger, the whole thing, sneak me over to the pool, and then and then you sort of wake up like. As you're on three sort of thing, and then you're flying through the air and into the pool. So it has happened. That's a good one. Oh, my God. It's so discombobulating, though. Like, you wake up, uh, (laughs) you know, sort of half hungover, you know, day drunk sort of thing. And then you're all of a sudden in the pool. I mean. Think it's a crazy wet dream. (laughs) Exactly. You got half a boner already. So it's like, uh, (laughs) no. Uh, But it's, uh, yeah, uh, not pleasant. Like, almost drowned, kind of, you know? Like, and I've had it also, this is kind of related. Uh, another thing that our my group of idiots friends would do is like a bucket of ice cold water if you're falling asleep. That's almost worse. Like, it's like 
and you, you're just like completely, it's like getting waterboarded almost. Right, like right. You're completely asleep, snoring, and then there's like a bucket of water in your face. I can't believe I survived. <laughs> Great answers, everybody. Good, answer. Good stuff. Okay. Next one. Nikola Jokic had no idea where his NBA Finals MVP trophy was after winning it. He said, I really don't know. I left it in Sparky Gonzalez's room, the equipment manager, and it's not there anymore. Sparky's got it. <laughs> Luckily, Gonzalez was having it cleaned and detailed, according detailed. to ESPN's Malika Andrews. Yeah, touched up. Real nice. He just handed it out. How much detailing did it need? Yeah, it's covered in fingerprints. I guess. Malone's detailed. fingerprints all over yeah. the thing. Well, it was at the parade. I saw. Oh, yeah, got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to Sparky. Yep. Always coming through. All right. Name a time you misplaced something important, Skeets. Uh, I'm not sure it was really all that important, but I need to tell this story because I heard it on Is This Good? And it was Matteo and JD talking about the time that they thought JD <laughs> left his jacket back at Matteo's place when we were going to celebrate the Terra Awards mm. in college. Mm. It was sort of our end of the year um, you know, award celebration for all the practicums, which were the projects that we did through the year and all that. And I'm listening to this podcast, Is This Good? And JD and Matt, they're telling the story of JD forgetting his jacket and taking a cab back because he was stoned out of his mind and all this. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was me. So they had it wrong. It wasn't JD who went back to get his jacket. No. You were stoned. I was 100%. absolutely yeah. stoned. Yeah. And for some reason, once we got to the banquet hall i was like oh i forgot my jacket i gotta go get my jacket nora's like no you don't like it's at matt's house not a big deal but i was just one track mine called a cab or went and hailed a cab for some reason (laughs) stone i went back to his place he gave me his keys i went back in (laughs) i found my jacket uh and uh yeah it's not important but i was like why like why did i need it you needed it badly did I think we were going to win and we were going to be on stage? I think, <laughs> I think that's what I thought. You I don't hear that bad. I did. You were jonesing for it. You got all the way to the venue and then realized you didn't have your jacket. Like, Well, was... I think the one part that I'm messing up is I think I took somebody else's jacket. Right. There I was probably a, took your jacket. There was, a, there was definitely a kerfuffle with jackets. I had a giant jacket. Right. And I remember putting on the wrong jacket. I think I might have put on your jacket. You probably I, moved my jacket at I'm Matty Lowe's place. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So I remember the jacket part, and he's he, and he as he was telling me, uh, "Hey, uh, remember when you went back to get the jacket?" I was like, "Did I? I might have, uh, right. but I remember something like that happening." But yeah, it was me. It was me, and it was like a far ride. It wasn't like no. five minutes. It was like I was gone for a good forty minutes. <laughs> I gotta get the jacket. <laughs> and I just remember Nora being so furious with me, but, but like knowing like I was just way too stoned. Yeah. There was nothing you could do. It's like <laughs> let him go. But then you strolled back in. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then we didn't win, and then we never went up on stage. That, I think that's what in my head I'm like, if we win, I'm gonna really want to have that. Jacket. On. But it was a winter jacket. It wasn't a no. It was, no, a, it was a coat. It was, it was a like a, a blazer. Yeah, oh, it was blazer. part of your suit. Yeah, yeah not uh, a not a winter jacket. Oh, it completed the look. Yeah, yeah. Just when you said huge jacket, I thought it was. No, I think I bet you at Matteo's place when everybody was getting ready to leave. I bet you I put on your jacket and wow. you put on mine, that, and we were like, yeah. wow. But it's possible. Like yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the story. Okay. You can also check it out on Is This Good? The yeah. version of the story. <laughs> All right, Trey. Uh, yeah, when Laura and I were getting married, I had to go pick up her wedding bands uh, to be added to her engagement ring. Had the engagement ring on her finger. I was going to put the wedding bands on at the wedding, as you would imagine. Uh, But also, when I stopped to pick them up, 
decided to have myself a shop, you know? Just look around, see what else I could get uh, <laughs> for this big event that we had. So I left her wedding bands in a Banana Republic oh. on a display overnight. I was like, where are these? Where are these wedding bands? So I went first thing in the morning. They were just sitting right there. Nobody had ever put them away. Nobody had touched them. Sitting in the same place. On Did you tell anyone? Like, you were like, these might, you literally just no. pick up the bag and like, walk back <laughs> I was like, ha! <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Destined for good things. Wow. Wow. Did you tell Laura in the... In the meantime, uh, not until I had them. Oh, okay. <laughs> not until I had them back. Yep. So they were in the ring holder. They were in the ring box yeah. in the bag. Oh my! Sitting God. next to the polos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it was the mid 2000s, so maybe it was next to a quarter zip sweater. Actually, <laughs> what did you buy? Because you must have bought something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably a tie. Actually, like I, you know, I needed a, a suit and like stuff for the rehearsal dinner and everything. My guess is I was looking for a tie. Huh. Uh, but yeah. Whew. <laughs> Just the dodge the bullet there, yeah. though. No big deal. Yeah. Better public. It's got some stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely stuff. had a window, I remember. <laughs> I was working in an office job. I had to yeah. be a banana republic. Yeah. Uh, JD, something you misplaced. Yeah, it's every time I cross the border, I misplace my goddamn green card. <laughs> every oh. time. that, And it's probably the most important document I have living here in the States. And it is took literally thousands of dollars and blood sweat and tears to get this thing and now it's just like whatever whenever i come home i just throw it in a drawer or throw it somewhere and and then it's just a mad panic i have a weird out. question is it an actual like size of a card or it's is it like, a piece of paper it's like a driver's license oh is it yeah there you go. it is yeah. a card <laughs> it's it green? green it's great you got to get one is it green it is a little bit green yeah <laughs> Good. Good. Light, light green a little bit. <laughs> i mean it's sort surprising of... green you'd think it'd be like a yeah, it's not like hot Dark green, green or whatever. Yeah. It looks like money, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hot yeah. green. I don't know. I'm hot. expecting it to look like a, like a road sign. Green, white border. In the middle, it just says your name. Yeah, like yeah. free pass. Since yeah. 2019 or whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I would show it to you, but I have no idea where it is. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> yeah, should be in a safe, man. I, I know. Or I'm surprised you just don't keep it with your passport. Uh, that would because make sense. Because that's really the only time you'd ever really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. All right. Uh, yeah, it is weird just adding a new card to the rotation. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's a really important card. All you never want to put it in your wallet. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't want to carry that around. No. Yeah. Well, I I think you're supposed to, though. I think you're supposed to have it on you at all times. You think some, uh, an officer could ask you at it's just a, any time? I don't know. That's what they told us. Keep this on oh, you. Oh, all right. Did they say that to us? I don't. I feel like I don't think they're worried. No, no. This guy's a citizen now. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. think an ICE officer is coming after you. Don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, the Nuggets are favored to win again next year. Of mm. course, name a time you did something two times in a row because you're a champ. Skeets booked a trip to Europe last year. French Riviera. This year, trip booked northern italy we're talking milan we're talking lake como because i'm a winner i'm a champion I'm going back to back <laughs> no that was the best i could come up with traveling the world it's pretty that's good right. that's right that's going nice. to europe back to back summers <laughs> back to back jacks we're a dynasty me and nora <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the rings get the rings check the name <laughs> i wish i had a green card it'd be easier to get back in <laughs> fuck <laughs> Spending all my money on trips. Probably should be putting it to the green card. Anyway. Will you be playing pickup with Leo? That's the question. Sure. Sure. If he's there. Uh, Okay, Trey. Uh, This I would say not necessarily two times in a row, but Skeets, you mentioned a trip, so I got to ask you. Yeah. Is this championship behavior? 
going to the same restaurant twice on a single trip? Ooh, great question. Jerome and I did it in Miami. We went to Tacos Al Porky. It was so good. We're like, we got to come back at some point. <sighs> That's tough. So then we came back a few times later, or a few days later. I did the same thing with Jerome in Denver. Yeah, you, we you did the, two, like, the same good. restaurant you're twice. Saying Tupelo it, yeah, You're honey. saying it within like a four to five day window. You're, you're not saying you go, went to Denver or Miami and then you came back. Yeah, you're saying same time. Same time. See, yeah. I would. I don't think I ever... W- I respect it, but I don't think I ever could or would. I don't like to watch the same movie two times, you know? Let alone go to the same restaurant. Yeah, I just want, there's got to be another restaurant out there. Another yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also like I know you're like you're getting ready to leave. You're like it was I awesome. Never, I may never yeah. come back here. Yeah, yeah. Was it as good the second time? Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Yeah. See, well, I, it was actually a little bit worse uh, because the first time we went was Taco Tuesday, so half price tacos. Oh, uh, so okay. it was better the first time. The second time was Taco Thursday, which isn't a thing. No <laughs> deals. <laughs> it's just Thursday. Yeah, just Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I find your trace chasing the dragon a little. It's like, I love this place. I'm going back, same trip, and it's just not as good ever. But I mean, look, I'm torn on this one because the reason I just said I would never do it, but on the other hand, like, I definitely, if I find something on the menu at a place I like, (laughs) you think I'm going to order something else? Why? I know I like that. So give me that same meal. So I'm a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to this one. So I respect it. You know what? You're a champ. All right. Thanks, man. All of you. You, you, (laughs) Jerome, obviously, you did it twice. Yeah, I haven't been to Europe many times, but. When I did go to Barcelona, same restaurant within a week. So damn good. That's wow. Tapas twenty one. My God, there's so many things to order. Couldn't just do it once. <sighs> yeah, see, but that's tough because like, you know, there's like ten other great restaurants. At least ten. At least <laughs> just ten. 10. Just At least ten. 10. <laughs> Max ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, JD, take us home. Two attempts, two children. I'll just leave it at that. Wow, what a champion. What a brag. Thank you. Wow. Now your kids look cooler than anyone I know. <laughs> I just saw your youngest walking out. Yeah, you see had the like the the hair all up in a top bun or whatever. It had yeah. the had the cans on. Look cool. I don't know about this, JD. You got <laughs> your cool kid roaming the streets. <laughs> you got your other cool kid just showing up at my neighborhood pool as if we're peers <laughs> oh, nowadays. Jesus. I was like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> we got this hunk of meat here. <laughs> Flexing, walking around, up, coming up with a frail dad bod. Uh, Link, you any cannonballs together? No, man. Did you try and be cooler by saying, like, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> nah, nah, no, no. He, he was spitting game, man. I okay. didn't want to Respect. <laughs> Respect. All right. That's rapid fire. Not so rapid, but never is, and who cares? Hopefully this was a classic. You tell us. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review, all you podcast listeners. Everybody joining us live on YouTube. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday to recap everything else going on in the NBA world. I believe we're back on Monday, maybe Tuesday. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we play a little fast and loose here in the summer. I feel, we'll see I, if anybody's I, traded. Yeah. The job news came out, so I'm like, I know, hot damn Monday off. Yeah, but then you never know. You You never never know. know. Beal could be traded. Someone else could be asking for a trade. Like, we will play it by ear. Is what I'm getting at. There will be shows next week. The best way to get those shows just subscribe, either wherever you download and listen to the podcast or here on YouTube. We hit 77,000 subs on YouTube. Love to see it. Jerome killing it with the YouTube shorts from yesterday's Nuggets Parade. So thanks, everybody, for liking and watching those and sharing those. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be here a couple times next week. Look, we got an opening now. We might have to do Fast X, Fast 10, Yeah, our film session for that. Oh, that's something I'm going to have to watch twice. 
Yeah. Not uh, like a champ, though. Not like a champ. Like, like a, a chump. chump. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I can't wait to podcast about it with you guys. So maybe we'll be doing that next week as well. Um, but yeah, the John Morant. Thanks to Adam Silver. Thanks, Adam. For dropping that <laughs> early. He's always been a fan. He has. I, I, I was convinced, though, we were going to wrap up this show, and then an hour later, we were going to get the John Morant news, and then we were going to have to maybe jump back online, but we don't. We slipped it in there. So thanks. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, until we see you next week, guys, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, when Cat is podcasting, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> Brace the weekend, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.